0: with You don't know how you're supposed to earn it or what to do with it or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret, but you're not the only one. Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun. Now your healing has begun. It's Bad With Money with Gabby Dunn. Hello and welcome to this week's Bad With Money mailbag episode. I'm Gabby Dunn. Did you check out our earlier episode on long-term relationships and money with Damona Hoffman and Kaylee Kemp? I... Cannot get enough of their advice. The show completely reframed my way of looking at relationships. It might be one of my favorite episodes. I can't stress enough how obsessed I am with both of those guests. Okay, so it is New Year's Eve, um, and I asked a bunch of you guys to write in and tell me your New Year's money resolutions. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And then we're going to read some emails and reviews, but a lot of them have to do with money resolutions. So Thank you all for writing in, and I'll get started with reading those. Okay, so this is from Instagram. I said, What are some of your 2022 money resolutions? And here's what some of you said. Kala Lily 5056 said, Not to buy polyester clothes, inspired by your episode on fast fashion, which thank you so much, Call Lily. Yeah, um, polyester and nylon uh, have got to go. Um, They also said, I know I'm moving in the spring and it always costs so much more than I think it will. So my goal is to make a realistic moving budget and stick to it. Yes, moving costs a lot more than just the deposit and the first month's rent on the place. If you can get friends to help you move stuff without renting a truck, that is actually huge, but not a lot of people can do that, especially because if you're moving a couch or a bookcase or something like that, you're going to need help. Florentine Quill says, build up my savings with the 52-week challenge and start meeting with my financial planner. Paddington's Cowboy Hat says, save $5,000 toward my top surgery. Yes, amazing. Ricky F. Kim says, max out Roth IRA and exceed employer's 401k match by 1%. Yes, you can look up how much you are allowed to put into your Roth IRA or SEP IRA to max it out, which is what I usually do because it allows you to put your money someplace that isn't taxable. And also, if your employer has a 401k match, do it. I know a lot of people don't ask about it or don't take advantage of it. But two things. One, if you left a 401k at another job, it's still there. So go back and ask. And two, find out if your employer does 401k matching. A lot of them do, but people don't take advantage of it because they don't want to ask questions. Taylor Long says, start saving for a wedding. Hell yeah. Team Ocelot Budgets Everything, incredible name, says, max out my retirement accounts, Roth IRA, HSA, 401k. Yep, 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 this seems to be a popular one. Read one personal finance book per month and negotiate a $5 an hour raise when my review comes up in July. Yes, yes. Negotiating also came up a lot for you guys, learning to negotiate and starting to implement that either into when you're first getting hired somewhere, asking for more money or going into your performance reviews and asking for more money. There's actually a lot of really great resources that Tori Dunlap posts about negotiating. So if you want to head over there at her first 100K... I, you know, I like Tori, we have our disagreements, but she was a guest on this show in a very interesting episode about financial feminism, if that is even such a thing. Um, you should go listen to that episode, but she also does have a lot of resources on negotiation. Okay, this is an email from Zoe, and it says, New Year's money resolutions. Hello, my main New Year's money resolution is to finish saving for a new used car. I've been working toward it for two years now, ever since I bought my first car, a 1999 Camry after graduating college. I guess now the plan includes waiting for the used car prices to go back to normal, but it'll feel like a huge milestone to reach, especially with not adding a car payment to the good old student loans. Just wanted to say I've been listening for 2.5 years now, and it's so helpful how you cover topics in a relatable way. My parents had a lot of money stress while I was growing up, so I think subconsciously I've been trying to do anything I can to avoid that. But there's also a lot that we can't do individually to fix systemic issues, and it's important to have that perspective too. Love, a listener from Maine. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really, really appreciate it. As you know, saving up for something specific is hard. At least for me, I would always try to save up for something specific and then some emergency would happen and I would end up having to use that money. So, uh, you know, I've talked about this a lot on the show, but I think not judging yourself for that and giving yourself the space to start over when something like that happens is huge. Not that that's going to happen to you, Zoe, but (laughs) I just feel like sometimes we beat ourselves up for using money that was delegated for one thing, for something else. And don't add shame to the reality of what's already happening just focus on the reality that's been really helpful for me that being said if you want to save for something specific it might be helpful to open a high yield savings account just for that there's also different apps you can use to specifically budget out for certain things you need a budget allows you to do that and even just having a separate savings account at your bank for the specific thing you're saving for can also be helpful because it will trigger your brain to not think about using that money it's all very psychological. <laughs> Okay, so on the Discord server where it's always popping off, Amelia said, I just put some money into the Vanguard S&P 500 fund for the first time. Truly feel like an adult now. I instantly lost four cents, but that's fine. Yay, starting to invest in the new year. I'm right there with you. I watch the (laughs) numbers go up and down every day. I know I'm not supposed to, but I uh, have become addicted to looking at (laughs) how my stocks are doing. It's fine. Just giving myself some new anxiety. But, as I've said many times, (sighs) only put in as much money as you're willing to lose. Okay, Not says, My goals are pretty simple. I want to stay conscious of my spending and to consistently put money towards savings. Brilliant. Simple. We love it. Fairy Squad Mother says, I'm starting my first real grown-up job in February, finally finished uni, and I'm saving for a down payment for a house. My resolutions are... Put 20% of every paycheck into my house deposit fund, split between a savings account and investments. Focus on cheap, free things when socializing, potlucks, picnics, etc rather than going to bars and restaurants. That's a huge one. Caveat, I have nearly $100,000 in student loans, but here in New Zealand, they're interest-free unless you move overseas, which I'm not planning on doing anytime in the near future. So I'm just making the minimum payments. I love hearing from people outside the US because frankly, people here are just barely able to pay the interest on their student loans without even making a dent to the loans themselves. And that is so predatory and so awful. So it is interesting to hear about a place in the world that doesn't do that. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to say hello to some patrons and read some Apple reviews and tell you my own resolutions. Okay, see you soon. and we're back. I'm going to read our latest Apple review. The very latest one is from Lore Melly and it says, thank you, Gabby. Five stars. Thank you, Gabby, for this show. Money is so uncomfortable and weird and you help make it a lot less scary to talk and learn about. I love this podcast because it is so much more than just personal finance and actually takes into account the larger systems at play and most importantly, the people affected by those corrupt systems. Thank you so much. Yay. If you leave a five-star review, I will absolutely read it on the show. Promise, promise, promise. I also want to give a shout out to our new patron, MC Vandershoff. Thank you so much. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash Gabby Dunn. It's really funny if you've been listening consistently. Sometimes we have like 40 patrons to read and sometimes we just have one patron to read. So congratulations to you, MC. You got your own episode. (laughs) Okay, so now I'm going to read some emails and then I'm going to let you go into your weekend and your New Year's Eve. So this is an email from Darby. It's a bit of a long one. Okay. Hi, Gabby. I've been listening to Bad With Money since the beginning. My husband and I are in a terrifying situation as homeowners, and while I don't want to scare anyone off from the process, I do think it's important to know everything you can so you can appropriately prepare. I have one big warning for you when you're buying a home. Think really long and hard about the property taxes for the location that you purchase. My husband and I purchased in an area that is one of the fastest growing in the country, Houston, Texas suburb. And so the infrastructure is a big deal here, and the county is taxing the shit out of everyone to pay for roads and public works to keep up with the massive population influx. We purchased a very reasonable home at a reasonable price with 10% down and had the reasonable income to cover expenses. One thing no one talked about on your episode about home buying is the ongoing expense of private mortgage insurance, PMI, and taxes. PMI is insurance that is required, at least for Texas, that protects your lender against your inability to pay back the mortgage on the house up to the first 20% of the principal. That's right. Not only do they have the house for collateral, but they have additional protection paid by the homeowner to cover their asses if you default on the loan. Property taxes are pretty self-explanatory. The county gets to charge you taxes on your property. Usually, these two expenses are handled by escrow accounts attached to mortgages so that homeowners don't have the monthly or annual expense of covering the PMI or the big annual payment of the taxes. So mortgages usually include some amount extra that your mortgage company holds to pay for PMI and taxes. The county and PMI co-send the bills directly to your mortgage holder, and they pay from your escrow account. The mortgage company anticipates from year to year changes in these amounts and occasionally will have to pay more, which they will make up for in the next year's calculations, increasing the escrow portion of your monthly payment to pay back the difference as well as adding in additional funds to cover for the next year so they don't underestimate again. Damn. Okay. With the massive increase in our property taxes since purchasing our house eight years ago, our monthly mortgage payment has gone up over $600, from roughly $900 per month to over $1,500. And during this time, due to parenting a kiddo from my husband's first marriage, my income has dropped significantly since I had to stop working full-time. So despite being locked into a great interest rate and having a starting mortgage payment of hundreds less than our last rental bill, we are now paying much more than renting ever cost us. And on top of that, our house is falling apart from underneath us. Our efforts to put back money every month to save for needed repairs is shit upon annually when the mortgage company sends us our new mortgage statement every December. I am happy to report that our mortgage payment dropped for the first time by $100 starting in July of this year, so we're really rolling in profits these days. Except that last week we had a $25K foundation repair done on our house because the home inspector we hired failed to tell us that our foundation was basically built using toothpicks in sand. Okay, that's very funny. Sad, but funny. The last day the foundation workers were at the house, the well pump went out requiring $1,800 to fix, and then Thursday of this week, our AC died. I haven't even called them yet to see how much that's going to set us back. We borrowed a single floor AC from a friend and are riding it out for a few days. It's not ideal. We still are not even at 100% with our plumbing since the big Texas freeze last spring and have thousands of dollars in exterior repair to do to correct things that cracked with the foundation issue. We could abandon this house, sell it for more than we paid for it and take the money and then do absolutely nothing. The same population boom that raised everyone's taxes has raised the prices of homes so high that we couldn't purchase a comparable home in the county for twice what we can sell this place for, signing ourselves up for the mortgage escrow nightmare all over again. So watch out for taxes, save way more than you think you'll ever need and be prepared for having to cobble life together, having to use a bucket to fill up your toilet tank to flush when your plumbing fails (laughs) because home ownership can get hard. There are really nice things about it too. We live in a neighborhood that doesn't care that we've mowed a meditation labyrinth in our front yard grass, have a lovely lake in our backyard, and have some really great neighbors. So enjoy home ownership, but be aware of the pitfalls and be careful as you can to avoid as many as you can. Thanks for the amazing podcast. I've learned so much listening and enjoy it every week, Darby. This is an older email, but it really does dovetail into what we're talking about, which is saving more than you think you might need. As someone who is doing repairs on my own home that I purchased last year, the house itself cost under 200K. It was not an expensive house compared to the housing boom that's happening right now. But repairs are factoring in, Um, you know, a lot of stuff that we had done was uh, tens of thousands more (laughs) dollars than we anticipated. So, you know, home ownership has its ups and downs. We did an episode of my other podcast, Just Between Us, with Kevin O'Connor, who um, works on the PBS show, This Old House, and he talked a lot about home ownership. If you're interested, you can hop over to my other show and look up that episode with Kevin O'Connor, where he congratulates me on my new home and also gives me a bunch of warnings. (laughs) Okay, now we have an email from Alexis that says, hey, Gabby, thank you so much for your great podcast that balances how to be less bad with money with an acknowledgement of how messed up capitalism is. In your most recent episode, a caller was asking about impact investing. I wanted to share the site fossilfreefunds.org. This website grades funds based on their investments in fossil fuels, deforestation, gender equality, civilian firearms, the prison industrial complex, military weapons, and tobacco. While I wasn't able to find a fund to invest in that got straight A's across the board, I did use this tool to move some of my money to higher scoring funds, which made me feel slightly less gross about participating in the stock market. Thanks again for your work, and I hope other listeners find this tool interesting or helpful. Cheers, Alexis. Yes, for those of you thinking about moving into investing in the new year, this is for you. I know it's hard to get into the stock market because of the ethics around it, but if you're looking to start in 2022, that is a great website to start with. One last thing before we go, uh, I was told that you can now rate podcasts on Spotify, That's right. You know how I always ask for Apple ratings? Well, now you can rate on Spotify. So if you rate the podcast on the Spotify app, it would really make a difference. It would really give the show a lot of support and I would really appreciate it. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Go to Spotify and rate me. Not only can you rate me on Apple, but now you can rate me on Spotify. As for my own New Year's resolutions around money, I will give you five. One. I want to read five new finance books, preferably by people who are in marginalized communities. So um, POC or other queer people or disability activists or just finance books by anyone who isn't a typical person to write a finance book. Two, invest with more strategy and research dividends. Dividends, guys. My grandpa used to talk about dividends all the time and I never paid attention. Um, R.I.P. PayPay. So, yes, uh, look more into companies with dividends. Three, contribute to an HSA. That's a health savings account. I don't have one. I preach them here all the time, and I don't have one. I gotta start one. Four, fundraise for local politics. Actually, if you head on over to my Instagram, at Gabby Road, you will see that I am hosting a fundraiser for two LA City Council candidates on January 13th. So if you go to my Instagram, you can RSVP to come to that and uh, do a Q&A and meet and greet with some amazing local politicians in LA and help give money to their campaigns and also meet me. And I'm co-hosting it with former guest Amanda Montel. So you can come spend time with both of us. And five help someone else launch their own money podcast or just their own podcast. And by that, I mean somebody also who is a member of a marginalized community, help them get their podcast up and running and on its feet. The more voices out there, the better. So that is our New Year's Eve episode. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear your thoughts, opinions, and stories on these topics or any topic. Be sure to send me an email at at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail at 844-474-4040. You can also email me a voice memo if you prefer. And be on the lookout for season 10 of the show, which starts really, really soon. Don't forget to listen to the show the day it drops so we can get on the charts. Please, please, please. Um, I know a lot of you guys have started mentioning that when you write emails and reviews. So please listen day of so it gets on the charts. Also, you can rate the show on Apple and you can rate the show on Spotify. Okay, happy new year, guys. Thanks. Bye. Done.